welcome to Lullabies from the Edge, where we explore the extraordinary and unexplained. In today's episode, we have a very special guest named Jeff, who will share his fascinating encounter with the legendary creature known as Bigfoot. Lullabies from the Edge is a podcast that delves into the mysteries that exist on the fringes of our world. From cryptids to UFOs, we explore the uncharted territories of the supernatural and paranormal. In this episode, we will dive into Jeff's personal experience with Bigfoot, discussing the details of his encounter, the emotions he felt, and the impact it had on his life. We will explore the evidence and theories surrounding Bigfoot and perhaps shed some light on this enigmatic creature. So buckle up and get ready for a thrilling journey into the unknown as we delve into Jeff's unforgettable encounter with Bigfoot on Lullabies from the Edge. The legend of Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch, has been part of Native American folklore for centuries. While the concept of a large, hairy, bipedal, human-like creature can be found in various cultures around the world, the specific term Bigfoot originated in North America. In Native American folklore, several tribes have stories and beliefs about a creature resembling Bigfoot. These tribes have different names for the creature, such as Sasquatch or Omaha. The first recorded European encounter with a Bigfoot-like creature happened in 1811, when British explorer David Thompson found large footprints near what is now Jasper, Alberta, Canada. Thompson referred to this creature as a heavy footsteps in his journal. Further reports of similar encounters across the continent started to emerge. One of the most famous incidents involving Bigfoot occurred in 1924, known as the Ape Canyon Incident. A group of miners claimed to have been attacked by several large ape-like creatures at their cabin near Mount St. Helens in Washington State. They reported firing at the creature, and one of them may have been injured during the encounter. This incident gained significant attention when sparked public interest in Bigfoot. But the most iconic piece of evidence supporting the existence of Bigfoot is the Patterson-Gimlin film. In 1967, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin captured footage of what they claimed to be a female Bigfoot walking near Bluff Creek, California. The film shows a tall, hairy creature with a distinct gait, and it remains one of the most debated pieces of evidence in Bigfoot folklore. Despite numerous sightings, footprints, and other antidotal evidence, the scientific community remains skeptical about the existence of Bigfoot. Critics, are, 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 critics argue lack of concrete physical evidence and the prevalence of hoaxes undermine the credibility of the claims. However, some scientists and researchers continue to investigate reported sightings and collect evidence to support the existence of Bigfoot. Hello, Jeff, and welcome to Lullabies from the Edge. Let's get right to it. You had an encounter with the elusive Bigfoot. Can you tell us the tale? Um, let's see, I will tell you a tale. 
I don't know for sure what I had encountered, but it was 29 years ago when I had decided to move up to Oregon with a friend of mine from Southern California. Our plan was to hitchhike up and his uncle had decided to help us out by giving us a ride part of the way and then dropping us off. And we would hitchhike from there. So we got a ride from his uncle. We drove all day and all night. And it was probably around one or two in the morning. And we were in the middle of the Shasta Mountains on I-5. Nowhere near any towns or anything. What, Not even... What time of, uh, what time of year was it? Do you remember? It was, uh, late spring. Yeah, it was late spring. And so, it was one or two in the morning and my friend's uncle was ready to park for the night, sleep in his car while we would just pull out our sleeping bags and sleep beside the car on the side of the road somewhere. There was an exit that we took in the mountains, high up in the mountains, and there was no it was like an exit to a fire road almost there was no there was nothing on this road it it was like you could either exit and turn right and go down a road that went to nowhere or you could get back on the highway and that's it was it a was it a numbered road was it like a like a, you know, it was just like exit or? whatever. It was just, it, it was just exit, you know, the, the next exit we found, right. we pulled over on. And so driving down this road looking for a place to pull over, it was such a small road and so heavily forested that there was no room to pull the car over without it being in the road. Right. And there's no pull-offs or anything like that. It's just... Yeah, it was just... Kind of like a maintenance forest, maintenance road, or like well, I mean, it, fire road. I think it started out, it was paved. It was a paved road, but it was, you know, barely big enough for, you know, two lanes of, you know, of coming and going lane. We drove for probably a mile or two down this road and found a spot where I don't know why why it was set up like this. Maybe they were about to uh, put in like a, a power line tower or, or something like that. But there was a half circle of the forest cut out next to the side of the road. And it kind of sloped upward a little bit. But there was enough room for the car to pull over and for us to be on the safe side of the car 
to lay down our sleeping bags and go to sleep for the night. So that's what we did. We got out our sleeping bags and both both myself and my friend had our dogs with us. They were they were young. They were, you know, probably just under a year old for the both of them. But they had loud loud dog deep dog barks. Right. And we left them in the car so that you know we didn't because we didn't have anything to tie them to outside or anything it was just it was just going to be easier to leave them in the car so we got in our sleeping bags and got ready for you know to go to sleep and as we were shuffling and you know getting comfortable and setting up our our beds um I thought I had heard something in the perimeter, just beyond the perimeter of the cleared out forest. Something, you know, like... Like rustling or... No, like something... Something crunching the ground. Okay. So like heavy footsteps? I was, we were, you know, we were, we were getting into our sleeping bags and so we were making noise ourselves. Right. And so it was only something that I thought I had heard. Right. And so, and, and this sound that, you know, the, the location of where this sound was coming from was, you know, I would guess it was kind of closer to the road. You know, just beyond the perimeter of what had been cleared out, where, where the forest was cleared out, but close to the road. And then after we had settled in and we were laying there and no longer making any noise rustling around, I heard it again, but way more clearly because it was quiet and it was further into the forest around that perimeter line. And when that happened, I asked my friend, did you hear that? And he said, yeah. And, and then I said, did you hear something before too? And he said, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't know if I really, if it was us or what, you know, I didn't, right. I didn't know what, same, thing, you same thing I was thinking. So we were, we, okay. Backstory on this part of it. My friend and I have always been into uh, like discussing paranormal things. And before this trip, we had been reading and talking about Sasquatch, Bigfoot, right. <laughs> the whole thing, amongst many other things, but. We had literally been having conversations about this. I mean, probably because we were coming from Southern California where there's no life, it's a desert, going to, you know, the Pacific Northwest where there's where the, the land of the Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> so, 
when we both realize that we have heard something, we are we we think we're we're, we're like, what are we gonna do? You, you know. And so. Was that like the first thing that came to your mind, or were you thinking maybe this is a bear, maybe it's something else, or was the did you think? Well, you know, it's all happening, you know, in the moment, very fast. All of all of all of this whole situation is is happening, you know, second by second. So, when we heard, when we were both quiet and we heard it for real. That was the second time we heard it. And it was a little further in to the forest, like rounding around this, the perimeter of this cut out half circle area of forest. And so we waited, you know, we said, okay, we definitely heard something. And now we waited to see if we would hear anything again. And we heard it again. And this time it was further around that perimeter. And each one of these steps by just gauging it from, you know, right. where it seemed like it was at, right. where you were each, from. each step was at least six feet apart. Which is huge, a huge gate. <laughs> yeah. Especially for creeping. Right. So we waited and we heard it again a third time, basically. And we said, okay, I guess we're going to bring the dogs out because we just want to sleep. We're all really tired. Even though this is, uh, you know, a, a crazy thing that's happening, seems like it would be exciting or whatever, you know. We were tired and we just wanted to sleep. Right. So we said, well, let's just bring the dogs out, tie their leashes around our wrists and go to sleep because we had nothing, no way to secure the animals. Right. So we brought the animals, brought the dogs out. Did the same thing. Took a minute to rustle into the sleeping bags. And once we got quiet, we heard another step. And in this time, it must have made a step that we didn't hear while we were rustling because it was about, you know, twice as far as each step had been. So it was all, it had covered almost the whole, you know, it, it covered, okay. This this half circle that was cut out of the forest was probably uh, uh, 25 feet across. Okay. So uh, let's say 30 feet across. Let's say it's 15 feet in diameter. So it, co- it goes out, it goes in 15 feet from the road and then just kind of fans back. like. Mm-hmm half circle it was from where we first heard it close to the road on one side Uh it was almost that close to the road on the other side 
when we heard the next footstep, when we had the dogs out and it was all quiet. Right. And what was the time span for this? It's still just moment by moment. It's like... So it's developing we, quickly. Yeah, we pulled the car over. We grabbed our sleeping bags and started setting them down on the ground. Once we got quiet, we heard the noise. You know, moments later, we got the dogs out. Once it got quiet and we heard that last step, the dogs went on alarm mode instantly. The, the moment the, the first crackle of the step was happening, they went crazy barking like crazy and instantly all of this happening you know split second happening crunch in the forest dogs go ape shit and we hear around backtracking along the line that we heard all of the steps now we hear crunch 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 like you know three or four strides and it's back on the street and once it hits the street we hear it running away down the, the asphalt road and you can hear bipedal right and in you know a half a dozen strides it was like a hundred yards away so it came downhill onto the street or up the from from where the street was and where the, the, the half circle was cut out of the forest, it kind of sloped up. So it was like it ran back up the hill, back down the hill, hit the road and ran down the road and we heard and it was, you know, within seconds, it was a hundred yards away because it, it ran and when it got a certain distance away, this is all just in a matter of seconds. Doosh, 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 through the forest, smack, 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 down the road, and then, <laughs> And that's the story. That's, that's what happened. It was, it was dark. I don't know if the moon, there was no moon that night, but I don't think it really would have mattered because of the area of the way the forest was where we were at. We were under a huge canopy of, of redwoods. The only place where there wasn't redwoods was where the road was. So you could only see the sky if you look straight up. Right. So it was completely dark. Even if we were staring at the spot where we heard everything happen, we still probably wouldn't have really seen it. Right. But it was within 20 feet of us. And you could you could tell that it was walking on two two legs, two feet. All I can say is is what I you know how how I experienced it, right. and you know the the creeping along the perimeter was one step at a time and with the uh forest ground cover of you know pine needles and branches and sticks and leaves and all kinds of stuff like that 
what you heard for each footstep was not like a deer. Right. You know, it wasn't like a couple of sticks being broken. It was like... It was like Paul Bunyan trying to creep <laughs> through the forest or something. It was uh, whenever when each foot went, when, it, when each step or whatever it was happened, a lot of things crunched. Right. Did like you... over, like, you know, uh, like slowly, like crunch. Right, like it's creeping around, like you said. <laughs> right? Did, did you guys, did you smell anything? No, we didn't smell it. No, we didn't, else? we did not, I don't remember smelling it. No. And then like nothing, there is nothing after that, it was just like left, because probably because of the dogs. After, yeah, yeah, the dogs scared him away, and we went to sleep, and the dogs never barked again. Alright. Do you think it was Bigfoot? Yeah. Do you feel like it was Bigfoot? Yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, you know? it was in the middle of nowhere. And it, it made smacking sounds when it... Like, its feet made smacking like sounds? It's, like, so like, its it bare food. feet... Right. Its bare feet were sla slapping on the pavement as it ran. You could hear the... Right. Feet. Smack. Right. Crazy. Got any more? Uh, do you do you have anything more? Like what? How? What was? So so you go to, you go to sleep, and the next morning, what do you guys talk about? Uh, I really hope that somebody picks us up soon. You got, you didn't talk about the what happened the night before at all. Oh, I'm sure we did, yeah. Did you look around to see if there was anything, like, anything that was left, or did you, or is it too long ago to remember? You know, I can't remember for sure if we did or not, but I would imagine we probably tried to scope it out a little bit, but like I was saying, I think that the, the area, you wouldn't, you know, it's the type of untouched forested area where there's like six inches of, of just ground cover. Right, all that duff. Yeah, just... Whatever just, debris is falling. You know, branches and leaves and pine needles and, and everything else. Right. Um, so, you know, even if we did attempt to look, we probably didn't see much, so I don't really remember... Right. Finding it probably wouldn't have left uh, impressions with that if it was dry, really dry. Yeah. And duffy. Really left so I could add to this story in response to do I think Bigfoot is real? Uh, I have another experience that was less uh, less of an intimate encounter, okay. so to speak. Uh, 
I was traveling from Southern California to back to Oregon uh, probably only a few years after that, maybe three or four years later. And there was another old friend from Southern California that I grew up with who was living in uh, like Central California area. It was like Grass Valley, Auburn uh, area. And there's, there's a, there's like a really big bridge there that people, uh, people base jump off of because it's so high. It's one of the highest bridges in, in the, I don't know. It's a super high bridge. Super high yeah. bridge that spans across two, you know, from one, one mountain to another in a relatively short distance, but they're so steep that, you know, the canyon goes down below like 500 feet. I don't know how much it, it, it's, right. it's, it's, so it's tall enough that you can base jump off of right, it safely. it's really tall. And when I went to visit my friend, he suggested that we go on a hike down at the bottom of the canyon of where this bridge was. There's a hiking trail, you know, it's just, it's where the people go to, you know, exercise and whatnot. It's just a, a well-worn dirt hiking trail along the river at the bottom of the canyon. Okay. You know, it's just a little, you know, excerpt, whatever. It's just a spot, probably where all the kids go smoke weed, you know, it's... Right. So we go down there and for the previous, I would say two weeks, it had been raining there heavily. And so these, uh, these well-worn, you know, packed down, uh, dirt trails, they're un, they're unwalkable in the, in, in that kind of rain. So nobody's been out there for like two weeks because you would just be sinking into this mud uh so we you know it had it had been not raining for like two days you know the storm ended like two days earlier and it had been super sunny for those past two days so he suggested that let's go down there and go for a hike so we went down there and we walked along the river you know just took a little hike down it and then after a while decided to come back and on our walk back we were talking who knows we were probably talking about Bigfoot <laughs> right but we were walking and talking and he was in front of me and we were talking and I don't remember the conversation we were having but I remember that I was the one you know talking saying something to him walking along and staring you know looking at the path so i don't stumble as i walk you know basically looking down walking talking looking down and then without knowing why i just kind of stopped and kind of lost my train of thought and was just standing there staring down at the ground trying to gather my thoughts on whatever I was thinking about 
and when I realized that I was staring right at in this trail, this dirt trail that when it's sunny, it's hard packed. It's like cement. Right. But when it's raining, it's like mud. It can, you, you, one step in it and you'll just like sink into it. Along this path, it was at an area where to the right was river rocks for, you know, 20, 30 feet and then the river. And then on my left, it was like tall grass. Tall grass and upward slope into a canyon. Right. And if I looked directly to the left going up into that canyon, it was, you know, that's, there was like a, you know, sort of a sloping hill to the right and a sloping hill to the left. And the canyon would be the path that any kind of game would, would come down to the water. Right. And what I was looking at in front of me on the path sunken in about three inches into this hard packed clay like dirt path was a perfect absolutely perfect looking human looking footprint with all five toes the ball of the foot the heel of the foot, the arch, every single part of it. And it basically looked no different than a human foot. There was in between like the, the toes, there was grass that had been like as it walked through the tall grass there were bits of grass stuck in between its toes and when it stepped into the into the trail and and it was like mud when it left some of that grass was still in the area between the toes and it, and it was perfect it was like it made one step into a soft clay mold and walked towards the river and it might have happened, you know, after the rain had stopped and I was looking at it baked into the ground perfectly. Right. It was dried. It was, it was there, solid. And I realized it. I said to my friend, you're not going to believe this. Look at this. And we looked at it and we said yeah that's what that is how big was it okay i am about a size 12 shoe and i normally wear skateboard type shoes or whatever they're right. kind of big and you know have a big sole on them 
I could put my foot, my shoe, my whole foot and shoe into the footprint. And the big toe was a couple of inches off of the front of my big toe. And the heel, the back of the heel impression was a couple of inches behind my heel. So, I don't know, I mean... That's pretty big. It was big. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be like a size 15 or something. Pretty big, barefoot. Yeah. Was there just one? There was impression? just one. There was just one. Oh, well, no. We, we looked back into the grass because the other one would have been in the grass. Okay. The one before it would have been in the grass and any ones after it would have been on the rocks and right. not seen. So we looked back into the grass and there was an impression in the grass where the grass had grown back up, but we felt through it and found the same size impression, impression in the grass. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah, probably six feet back or so. Eight feet back, I don't know. So those are my two Sasquatch stories. The first one has, uh, over the years, developed itself into kind of a perfect campfire story for right. scaring a kid. <laughs> um, well, Jeff, thank you for sharing your stories on Bigfoot. And, you know, maybe we'll have you back again for some different stories. Sounds good. night draws near and you drift off to sleep. Let the lullabies from the edge soothe your imagination. May dreams of the forest and the untamed wilderness guide you into a world where legends come alive. And who knows, in the depths of the night, you might just catch a glimpse of something extraordinary lurking beyond the edge of your understanding. Sleep tight and may your dreams be filled with wonder and adventure. Until next time, dear listeners, keep an open mind and embrace the mysteries that lie just beyond our reach. Good night and sweet dreams from lullabies from the edge. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast on hauntings and sightings of the unknown and unusual. We hope you found our discussions informative and thought-provoking. Remember, the world is full of mysteries that we have yet to fully understand, and we will continue to explore them in our upcoming episodes. If you have any stories or experiences you'd like to share with us, please don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Until our next episode, stay curious and keep an open mind.